Welcome everyone to the American Association of Blind Teachers, our session on getting online with online instruction. I think I might have messed up that title, but we are glad to have you here. I'm Tabitha Brecky. I'm the president, and um, this should be a really exciting session talking about not just the technical aspects of teaching online, but, you know, making the whole experience successful, whether it's, you know, building you know, the relationships and the technology and the curriculum. So it's really, um, your contributions are definitely going to be welcomed. And before I hand it over to our program chair, uh, Donna Brown, who is also our treasurer, is going to give the CEU codes. Okay, the, the opening code is E as in echo, four, D as in delta, E as in echo, three and I'll, I'll say that again e is an echo four d is in delta e is an echo three okay great and donna how many people do we have with us do you know okay i'm gonna get ready to tell you here in just a second all right 63 oh wow okay oh. So we won't go around and do introductions i was thinking if it was a small group we might but that might be a little bit time consuming i'll leave that up to carla uh, but Carla Hayes has been our uh, convention committee planning chair for several years now and always does an excellent job. And so I'm going to hand this off to her to facilitate the panel. Well, thank you very much. And again, my name is Carla Hayes, and I jokingly say I'm from the great metropolis of McMurray, Pennsylvania. And for those of you that don't know me, I am a foreign language teacher and I teach um, part-time at Central Christian Academy where I teach Spanish, French, and German to grades three through eight. And then I have my own business called LanguaLearn Communications where I, um, in addition to teaching adults and corporate classes and some translating and developing educational materials, I also do classes for homeschoolers and tutoring. So between school and my homeschool foreign language classes, this topic has come into play for me. I'm sure that many of you had the same sort of a shutdown order. I know Pennsylvania, we got ours at the school closed down on March the 13th for coronavirus. And so this necessitated distance learning. And so that's why we decided to do this workshop. And its full name is Getting In Line With What's Online, an open discussion. So um, the descriptor said that teachers and students will come together to discuss popular online learning platforms, options, resources, and techniques for coping with teaching and learning online. So I'm gonna start by making a few remarks about uh, my journey and a few strategies that I've used and suggestions that might work in certain situations, but I'm not gonna talk too long because I'm sure lots of you have a lot to say too about the various platforms that you're working on, both from a teacher and student perspective. First of all, let's talk about working with your school's learning platform. A lot of schools have, have these learning and data management platforms that, that um, facilitate doing um, the schoolwork online, their online classrooms, even doing the grade book and the, the, the submission of grades and attendance and everything online. And our school switched to a very inaccessible one called Edmodo. And 
The problem with Edmodo, I don't know if any of you are familiar with its E-D-M-O-D-O. Before that, we used RenWeb, which was <laughs> equally inaccessible. And before that, it was, um, I think it was online classroom or teacher's classroom that was very accessible. But the problem with this website that we are using, and I'm sure a lot of you are running into, is um, that it um, you just exchange paperwork, you exchange grades and papers, and, and there, there isn't a lot of opportunity for actually offering the classes online. They do have to log in and different things like that. But let me just give you a few things about working with these platforms. First of all, it, your platform may be more accessible than you think, okay? And I found that out with um, a couple of previous platforms that our school was using. The trick is to learn your access technology. Learn all the little whys and wherefores and how to do things because there are tasks in JAWS and I'm sure on some of the um, screen magnification um, platforms and different things like that, that you may know that you don't know they exist and you don't even know what they're for. I know I found that out with window eyes and now JAWS. I'm, I'm really trying to, to learn JAWS. But, th but try to learn everything that you can in your access technology. And if you are working with students that um, are blind and visually impaired and have to use access technology, they will have to be taught these things too. So you may have to go to the vendor of that technology to find out what training support is there and also a um, professional, you might want to consult an, a professional access technology trainer. Um, and you might, and as I said, you may also need to get help with your students. And the tricky, the tricky thing here is that a lot of the TVIs could not get around personally to students. And so that, that has been a problem during COVID-19. So what do you do in the case when the learning platforms are simply not accessible and practical for you to use? Um, and there are a number of reasons for these. Some of these are, um, they simply allow students to post their work and they can, um, you can post worksheets and how it works is the, the worksheets and the tests and things are scanned in image files and then the students get them and then they, they um, fill them out and they take pictures of them and your technology may not allow you to read these files. So when this happens, uh, sometimes you need to have sighted help and you might need to um, zoom with an aid or a reader or do this by phone and um, you have to have the have them to be able to read the work to you and um, and then you correct it and fill it out and it can be pretty clunky and sometimes schools may not let you unless it's a school personnel use somebody to help you with this due to um, student privacy issues, but that's one thing that you can do. Um, now, there are also um, hybrid methods that you can use, okay? And one, that one system that I've been doing is offering my classes on Zoom and then emailing the handouts in Word formats to the students. And here the students can, um, they can, fill out the, the handouts in Word if they're capable of doing that and submit them to you. And you could probably be totally independent if you use Zoom in that way 
and you're able to actually sit down and do a physical class. Now, you may not be able to take attendance, and this could be an issue, um, but if, um, and if the school doesn't accept that and they make you still work with your school platform, then what you could do is offer the classes on Zoom and send them the handouts uh, via Word, and then have them go back to the school platform and do what I said before, have somebody help you to correct their work. And Zoom is not the only interactive platform. I just want to suggest to you now, there are some very creative ways of using things like free conference call. And I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with freeconferencecall.com. You might be um, using it for, for meetings and um, different things that you're, you're doing. Um, and um, the, the, it has a lot of, of um, things that you may not even know about. For example, there is a capability of not only the person calling in by phone, but there's also a desktop application. Another thing is each free conference call line comes with a playback line so that you can post recordings of lessons. And I've been using it very creatively with my chapter, my council chapter of um, posting a recording of just a, a summary of the meeting. And also with homeschoolers, posting short versions of lessons that I do. And, when, and then you assign them to go up and access the recording. And the beauty of this system is it allows you, believe it or not, to, um, take attendance or to take to keep track of the students that are accessing the recordings because as an administrator you get back all of the time a, a report about every time your um your recordings were accessed so you can keep track of whether the students went up and accessed those recordings and i think that's pretty cool myself so um, so that is something that you can, you know, keep in mind. Um, so other um, systems might have um, similar things that you can use. So um, that's um, something that I wanted to bring up as a possibility that some of you may not have, have thought about. Um, so before I turn this over to other people um, that might want to comment on how they're um, doing some of these things. Does anybody have any quick questions for me? So if you want to um, raise your hand, if you're on a computer, you uh, you can do Alt-Y. <laughs> I think everybody probably knows by now. Yeah, Alt-Y for computer. Uh, what is it? Command-Y for Mac. On nine on the oh. phone. Star nine. And the more button if you're on an iPad. Okay, Betsy, you should have something to tell you to unmute. Hello, it's Betsy. Um, I don't have a particular uh, question, but I, um, when it's time, I, I do have, you know, I have some things because I've been teaching faculty about online stuff. And um, could you just put me on the list? Well, sure. In fact, when I'm done, I'm just asking for questions about what I just said. And then when I'm done, I'm going to have people raise their hands and start sharing things. Yeah, thank so, you. Okay. Any, any particular questions on what I've been talking about? I guess that's no. So Yeah, we have one other. One. Okay. Um, 
Okay. They lowered their hand. <laughs> oh, okay. So before I um, open it up um, for the interactive discussion part of this, I want to give you some some. Let me see. I think Artis has her hand raised. I think. Let me see. Hold on. Yeah. Let me. Artis, sorry, you should see it, uh, hear a message telling you to unmute. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Um, yes, I wanted to ask a question about the, when you use it uh, for classes, I'm trying to set up some online classes. What do you uh, think is, you think free conference is better than uh, the Zoom? Uh, since you can do the handout there. Um, I would say not necessarily. It depends on your goals and objectives. And believe it or not, it doesn't have to be an all or everything. You know, I mean, you can use a hybrid of um, integrating both of them. Um, I'm, you know, free conference call. I'm going to give you the contact information so that you can investigate all of its capabilities. So what I would suggest is that you investigate the, con the um, capabilities of whatever um, conferencing system, and there are other ones too. There's Chorus Call and I don't know, there are a bunch of them. And, and so I would say, and um, think about the goals and objectives that you have in mind, the tasks you need to do, and then make an evaluation on that basis. So um, basically, if you wanted to um, check out free conference call, you would go to freeconferencecall.com. And it's spelled just as one big word, no capital letters, just as it sounds. And it has, um, it, you know, it's, it's free, but they do, take, um, they do take donations and it's more than just calls. And it includes a free desktop and, and mobile app, screen sharing, video conferencing, call recording and playback capabilities, Q&A, muting, et cetera. And um, so you can, you can visit that website or you can call their customer care 24-7 um, toll-free at 1-844-844-1322. And I'll repeat that. 1-844-844-1322. And I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't experimented yet with their um, desktop app. Um, but um, you know what I mean? So I can't really speak to it. Um, as far as its accessibility. Zoom is very accessible. Now, if you're thinking about Zoom, um, it's very popular. A lot of people are, are used to it. It's multi-platform conferencing service for conducting meetings and classes and interviews. And um, you can use a free account, but if you're going to be conducting classes, I would suggest getting a pro account, which if you pay for it all at once, the price comes down, it's like $14 a month, but if you pay $149 um, uh, for the year, it comes down to 12 something a month. And um, participants can join via telephone, PC, Mac, or by using OS or Android devices. And um, so, and they are, it is used by a lot of um, educational, institutions and teachers to augment distance learning. And um, so I'm gonna give you their website. You would go to http 
colon slash slash um, www.zoom.us. It's not .com, it's .us, www.zoom.us. Or you can call at um, 1-888-799-9666. Again, that's 1-888-799-9666. And um, it has recording capabilities both in the cloud and also just um, on the um, app or on, uh, in the program. So, um, and there are a number of tutorials out there for Zoom. So, um, does anybody, um, before I open it up, I just want to encourage everybody, um, if you're a teacher or a student, and, you know, Tabitha might want to speak to this, but I'd like to encourage everybody to join the American Association of Blind Teachers. We have some pricing for students and for and for um, teachers and retired teachers, and we put out a magazine. And if you just want to check out our website, um, where we have lots of resources, it's um, http colon slash 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 blindteachers.net. So it's blindteachers.net. And I'm doing a number of articles and resource columns in the next couple of issues of our magazine, The Blind Teacher, about distance learning. So, okay, I'm gonna open this up um, and I'm going to let um, our person that's, our um, person that's, you know, helping us with raised hands and everything to call on people so that we can do some sharing. Kate, you should be able to unmute. Let's try again. It, you should be able to unmute, Kate. And, and when you do speak, please give your name and where you're from. Kate Crumlin has joined the meeting. Kate? Yes, I'm okay. trying. Okay, I'm unmuted now. It yeah. took a few off A's before I could do that. I just wanted to say a few things, and this may be uh, pretty self-evident if people have been using Zoom for a long time, or what seems like a long time. It's only been about a few months, but it years. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Kate Crohan. Um, um, but our school has a Zoom account, so we have to switch to using our um, school Zoom account. Um, before that, I had a free one, and I don't know, Carla, if you, I was told anyway that you can't get help with Zoom, at least through the phone, remember, if you have a free account, so. Um, that, that is, I believe that is true, and, um, and the other thing is, if you have um, a free account, I don't think that, um, well, yeah, I guess if you have an account, you can be identified online, but really um, the other limitation of a free account, if you're really going to use this for classes, for more than one other person, it cuts you off after 40 minutes. So you can do one-on-one -on -one tutoring as long as you want, but once you add another person after 40 minutes, boing, you're out. It doesn't unless make you, noise, but... <laughs> yeah, unless you get your account through, you know, we had to switch to school accounts, and there oh, was... Oh, yeah, school accounts is another There thing. was all, there were all kinds of rules about, um, you know, not 
recording meetings and that kind of thing. So, but I've been really, you know, aside from the limitations of Zoom and that some students do better, you know, being in a classroom versus being online, I've just been so heartened by all that we've been able to do with Zoom. So, a wonderful thing. Um, I don't know what we'd all do without it at this point. Um, there is a book that um, Heather Thomas from the Carroll Center wrote about Zoom with tons of um, about you know iOS and has a very well laid out table of contents. I got it as a Word document so I can read it if I feel like it or um, using JAWS quick keys to navigate by heading levels on the computer. So that's a good resource. And I'm trying to think, I'm trying to get everything I was going to say in while I'm on, but I, I guess that's it for now. Kate Crawhorn has left the meeting. Betsy Dorn has joined the meeting. Uh, Betsy, you should be able to unmute. Thank you. I'm Betsy Doan. I'm from Shelton, Connecticut. I teach at Housatonic Community College. Uh, lately, I've been helping faculty get online. A lot of them, you know, curious some some know all about it and some don't and there's a whole lot that don't so we've been real real busy uh doing some of that um the other resource for zoom is of course jonathan mosen's book uh, if you go to what is it mosen.com i i don't remember i'll, but I'll it, get that information yeah. for you. okay you. so you know his book is uh very um it's uh, very com complete. It doesn't include the more recent business of allowing people in uh, if you if you if you have it set up that way. But it is complete, and I don't think you'll have trouble. Everything is there, um, pretty much. So that's what I use uh, at the college that I teach at. We use Blackboard and. If there are any college students out there that need help with Blackboard, I, I know it uh, very well. Uh, you can contact me. Um, my email address, let me give it to you, is, um, well, I'm a ham operator, radio operator, so it's the, the letter K followed by the number one. E is an echo, I is an item, C is in Charlie, K1EIC at ATT dot net. And I'll be very happy to, to help uh, you with that. The other resource I wanted to tell you about, um, oh, and so I have some uh, tips in Blackboard and on how to do mathematics. Um, Blackboard has uh, in the text editor, uh, you can, if you know the right language, actually enter mathematics and it comes out. Uh, it comes out sometime. Um, I can show you that. Well, um, I can't. Okay. So um, you can enter it in text uh, and it comes out oh as mathematics as you would like to hear it in JAWS, but 
for the sighted user, it comes out as graphical mathematics. So it's a wonderful thing if the sighted user uses their math editor at, in Blackboard, it comes out perfect for JAWS. And if you guys use it uh, in the right language in text, doing the right things, it will come out just right for you and it will come out just right for them. Um, the uh, and then the other thing I wanted to say uh, is that um, I don't know whether everyone knows about there's this place called Tech Vision LLC. That's Tech Vision, T E C H Vision. It's run by Dr. Denise um, uh, Rob Robinson. Robinson, I, I know Dr. Denise Robinson. And uh, I, her, her mission is to help uh, students who are in public schools, of course, you know, um, the districts, if the districts uh, will, will, or someone will fund some of that assistance, she does give assistance to uh, those students as a help. And along with, of course, along with what's needed by the student or, and or by the teacher. So that's all I have, and I just thought I'd share what I know, and I, I, uh, that's my resource. I, I do like Zoom very much. Oh, the other thing I use, and it's not thoroughly accessible, uh, certainly not, but I use it, and I use uh, is WebEx. And um, now I'm getting into, te getting into Microsoft, I'm getting into Microsoft Teams, uh, some people are learning that lately. Um, that's, uh, you know, at one point I saw screen sharing work. I haven't been able to get it to work all the time, but uh, I'm experimenting with teams and I know Freedom Scient or Vispero is putting more training material as they figure it out as well and um, and so forth. So. That's all I know that I'd share. Thanks. Okay, and about Teams, I also want to um, 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 it mentioned that HumanWare has, if you use HumanWare devices, there um, a lot of the, they've been having these webinars um, every uh, well, it was every Tuesdays and Thursdays on blindness um, products at noon, but um, now it's every Thursdays. They have been um, doing. Um, um, some of their seminars on Teams. So if you go to humanware.com slash support and then go down to COVID-19 and live webinars and look at the topics, you'll see some of that. And before I flip the mic to somebody, I do have the Zoom information that you, um, if you, you know, that you wanted, if you're attending or hosting um, um, Zoom uh, events, you might want to download Jonathan Mosen's book, which he has made free for the time being. It's called Meet Me in the Cloud, a guide to Zoom meetings from a blindness perspective. And it's pretty thorough. It's a three hour um, um, description of how to use Zoom on a, um, on a range of different platforms with a screen, um, you know, reader. And it's, it, it's, it's very good. And so let me see here. Um, you can download this free from http colon slash slash mosen, M-O-S-E-N dot org slash zoom. 
okay, so that http colon slash slash mosin.org slash zoom. Um, and, and then the other thing I wanted to mention is Mystic Access also has some, some um, they, first of all, they have a free webinar that they did on Zoom, and that can be downloaded at uh, http colon slash slash www.mystic, M-Y-S-T-I-C, access, A-C-C-E-S-S dot com slash um, Zoom hyphen demo, and it's more than a demo, and they also have a paid tutorial that you can get on that's more thorough on, on Zoom. And okay. so just, just visit www.mysticaccess.com and you can find out about that. And other we, we have several hands raised. Okay, so I just wanted to do that. So let's go back to the hands. So Lavana Snell, you should be able to unmute. If you're on the computer, you can do Alt-A to unmute yourself or command shift a if you're on a mac or if you're on your phone the mute and unmute button is in the lower left corner of your screen lavana you should be unmuted but we don't hear i you. have no question oh okay <laughs> i you had your hand raised okay oh, well i didn't realize it that's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll take care of you. That's okay. Thank you. Okay. The Watch next the person, Deb Marinos. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but Deb, you should be able to unmute. Got it. There and I know are. they, I, this is Deb Marino from Oregon. I didn't realize there was a window in the middle of my phone as well as the little button you usually use. Okay. So yeah, I we're in webinar. Webinar is a little different. Um, so. I am a teacher and I teach electricians and I also teach mental health professionals. I mostly use Zoom. And one of my questions, if I have the, because I have a little bit of sight left, I'm, have RP, I keep the monitor far enough away so that I can see people better, you know, more of them at one time and keep track of what they're doing. But then I can't see the clock on the computer. And I've tried a number of different things. So I'm interested in whatever people use to, I, I do know some Braille, so I was trying to use my Braille display, but so that's one question. The second one was um, at times, if I like to use Fusion, but I don't find it working well with Zoom, so I turn it off, you know, visually. So I, I shut it down before I start Zoom. And about every 10th or 20th time when I go to share the screen, there's no, um, there's nothing to share. It's only the whiteboard, the PowerPoint I have open and all the other things that always work don't work. And I didn't know if that was just my computer or what. So if I reboot and make everybody go away and come back then it all works again and then the third thing i tried to use the white bird for some math and some drawings and it was too i couldn't see it 
And was there anything I can do to make that work better? So that's my question. I would say unless anybody has an answer, maybe somebody has some tricks or tips they can share. That might be, uh, an, you know, um, an occasion to contact um, Freedom Scientific Vespero and ask them. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that sometimes the whiteboard and the screen sharing isn't as accessible as it can be, but maybe somebody knows some tricks and tips. Uh, Rachel, you should be able to unmute. Let's try again. There we go. You should be able to unmute. Hi, my name is Rachel. Um, I'm a student. I'm going to George Mason University, and I'm in Arlington, Virginia. Um, and I was on this call because I was hoping to, well, that the content was really interesting to me because I've not done online classes before, and we are going to be having our semester online. Um, and I, I have some vision. I, I use mostly. I well, okay. So I'm working with the Department for the Blind, but I'm not sure what kind of assistive technology they're going to give me before the school semester starts. So I'm basically relying on my iPhone and an iPad that cannot be updated past iOS 10. So limited. <laughs> I have no laptop. I have no laptop. And um, so, um, yeah, so my reason um, why I'm calling is because I, I use mostly the magnification, but I try to use, I'm trying to implement voiceover because um, I'm not a very, when I did have a laptop, it was really hard for me to remember all these JAWS commands. So um, I'm, I do have some vision, but I need to learn to be more auditory. And, um, and I, I've had some issues with Blackboard before um, in my community college. And uh, so now I don't, I was just wondering if you guys have any suggestions as far as um, accessibility for Blackboard or any of the online platforms um, or any suggestions of for online learning for me, especially since I don't know if I can get assistive technology before my semester starts. So I, I'll be doing everything on my phone and my iPad. Thank you. Donna, this is Tabitha. Am I unmuted? Yes, you are. I am. Okay. So I would say as much as you can, Rachel, um, this is Tabitha. I'm in Alabama and I'm an accommodation specialist at Auburn. So I would talk um, as much as you can with somebody in your, you know, disability services office, whatever they call, you know, office of accessibility and see um, as much as you can about, you know, are they using Blackboard? Are they using Canvas? And then just trying to um, use the mobile apps and see how well they work on your phone. I, I, as much as you can, try to advocate for getting your computer before the semester starts because it's very hard to play catch up and learn uh, a new system once the school year starts. I know that from experience. When I started my PhD, when I went back to school, I had used Blackboard around 2000 and then in 2011 when I went back to school it was canvas and I had to start learning to use that right as school was starting so that can be a real trial um, but yeah I would definitely try to get access to an account 
you know, if you, if you don't have it already and really test things out on your phone. Um, we have seven um, hands raised. So Miranda, you should, you should have a message to unmute. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. Um, so I am actually here as a graduate student. I'm getting my master's in social work, and I've been an online learner primarily for about seven years. I've done some residential courses, but I've been primarily online. And I'm here uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because I just wanted to be a resource um, to anyone who um, who has questions and, and be able to provide whatever um, input and insight I can provide. But I'm also interested in this topic because um, after getting my master's in social work, I would actually like to consider um, teaching online as part of my professional career. Um, so I, I actually want to respond to Rachel. Um, I am in Virginia and I am also a client of the Virginia Department for the Blind and Rachel, the first thing I can suggest to you is you need to reach out to the Department for the Blind. Um, reach out to your vocational counselor um, and have them work with you um, on, on getting the technology that you need. Um, I use Blackboard on my phone, but I don't use it to submit assignments or write assignments. I'm typically using it to you know, check the schedule, um, you know, kind of check my grades. Some of it's a little funky. <laughs> um, and, and I'm using an iPhone for that. Um, but that I, I highly encourage you reach out to the Department for the Blind. They could probably also work with you on, you know, you're saying that you want to increase your um, knowledge of the screen reading software, um, such as voiceover or whatever they end up giving you. It's also worth advocating to see, you know, what they're going to give you or maybe share with them what you're familiar with and what you're not and they can work with you. Um, I've had them do different technology stuff with me. Um, so I would highly suggest reach out to them and, and have a have a, a good heart to heart conversation with them um, and their technology specialists and such. So um, as a fellow Virginian and a fellow client of the Department of the Blind, I wanted to reach out and say that to you, Rachel. But again, I'm here as a grad student um, willing to share resources and tips and tricks. I'm familiar with Blackboard. I'm familiar with Zoom. I'm familiar with WebEx. I'm a little familiar with Teams. Um, I'm a JAWS user. Uh, like I said, I use an iPhone, but I'm also curious and interested in teaching online as well. So this information is just helpful because I feel like no matter whether it's pre or post pandemic, <laughs> you know, technology is what it is. And, so, so Miranda, since you are offering your um, yourself as a resource, can you tell um, us how one might contact you? Spell your name and, and sure, sure. So my name is Miranda M I R A N D A. My last name is Borka. That's B as in boy, O R K A. And I can be reached via email at M K B O R K A. Again, that's M for Miranda. K, B as in boy, O R K A at gmail.com. Thank you. Absolutely. Great. Thank you. Okay, the next. Amanda, we're going to hope you can unmute. You should be Hi, able everybody. to unmute. Oh, there you go. 
good. Yes. Um, this is Amanda, thank you, from Orlando. And um, I teach online as well as I am a graduate student. Um, and of course, we're doing a lot online. And uh, I, I would also be more than happy to be a resource. We currently, we've used Zoom a lot in the past, but because of a lot of the security issues, I work both in the K-12 setting as well as in the, in the college setting. And um, we are using, now we're using WebEx and Teams just because of the security concerns, especially with, with kids in K-12. Uh, another uh, that I've seen being used a lot is uh, Google Classroom, not so much in the, in the post-secondary setting, but we're using Google Classroom a lot for, uh, for K-12 kids, so teachers that are teaching in that age group. So um, I'm available if anybody needs any assistance with any of that. We also use Canvas. We don't uh, use Blackboard at this time, but we use Canvas. So. Okay, so would you mind giving your name and contact information while we're doing this? Absolutely. So um, my email is... Well, first of all, your name, please. Sure. Uh, so my name is Amanda Lannon, L-A-N-N-A-N. And my email address is, it's Mandy Lannon, that's M-A-N-D-I-L-A-N-N-A-N at gmail.com. Okay, thank you so much. Okay. Donna, this is Yeah, we, we still have several hands raised, but go ahead. Can I just real quickly? So one of the things for those of you who are offering assistance and resources, we have had things that we call teachers lounges in AABT. And we've done a couple Zoom community calls um, in the last few months. And those are great opportunities to share resources and support one another. So I know Amanda's a member. I, I don't I don't think we've met Miranda before. So just a quick, you know invitation for anybody who wants to join us that's a good way to get ongoing um support and interaction is one of the things that we do sorry Donna. We, we did have a teacher's lounge on this but you know as time will run out here if any of you are um interested we could have another teacher's lounge on this when you say tabitha that might be a good idea it, and it sounds like we might need to have several on, oh yeah on various platforms or something you know what i mean and, yes yeah. We've done workshops and programs that are more formalized, and then the teachers' lounges, a lot of times people come with whatever questions or concerns they have, whether it's about technology or employment or classroom management. So it's, it's really open. We're very open to what our members need and want to learn about. So I'll let Donna take it away. With Gary, us. you, I think, are already unmuted. You're ready to go. Yeah. Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to mention another resource that uh, Carla had mentioned, the Jonathan Mosen book. There's another book from Carroll Center for the Blind. I cannot remember the title, but it's got Zoom in the title. It's a little more up-to-date than Jonathan's. It's not, uh, he, he narrates his. This one is either in Braille or in Word format, and it's, I think it's a little shorter, and I think it gets to the issues a little quicker, maybe. I think it costs about $18 something like that. And it's very good if you want it. It's from the Carroll Center for the Blind. But also I wanted to talk about share, screen sharing a minute. I didn't hear everything Betsy said because I got distracted. So she already said this, forgive me. 
if you put your, if you go to basic screen sharing and then share your screen, full screen, then go to your word processor and either bring a blank document up or a document you want to show up and then go back to your Zoom meeting, you can type on that. Uh, I mean, you can, you can stay in your word processor and type on that document or bring a document up and your person in Zoom can see it just as if you were typing it on a, on a projector in your classroom. And it works very well. You can also share, of course, sound. I played French tapes uh, through mine so my student could hear that. Uh, it works very well. It's not hard to do at all. So the process is you go to screen sharing in Zoom, and then you go to, an, to a Word document, right? Well, yeah, but you can either open the Word doc. Yeah, you, you go to share, screen sharing in Zoom, share your whole screen. Then go to your Word processor and either bring a blank document up, or if you want to show a document, bring that up and your student will be able to see it. Just be careful that you don't have anything open on your screen that you don't want anyone to see because they're going to see whatever <laughs> is on your screen. Okay. okay, that's a very good tip. I know you shared that before. Okay, this next one, and I might say it wrong. I'm just saying it like John says it, Reen or something. So you may unmute. Yeah. You should Hi, be unmuted. Everyone. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, perfect. So my name is Rim, um, and I work as a disability coordinator. Um, and the reason I'm joining this workshop is because I really, you know, um, would love to hear more about like people's experiences because I'm in the process of providing workshops for faculty members on how to make things accessible. And my major challenge here is like, you know, um, so we use D2L and D2L is very accessible um, and we use Yuja for like recording videos. Uh, but my major challenge is making sure that the captions are correct, like displayed correctly. So I'm wondering if anyone has experienced that before, like, because, you know, when it comes to universal design, we want to make sure that, you know, everything's accessible, especially for people who are, you know, hard of hard of hearing and so I'm wondering if there are any resources when it comes to captioning. Now are you talking in Zoom or? Uh, so yeah, in, well in Zoom and also in like, so my plan is to record the videos on D2L, which is the platform that we are using here. Um, and so we use a software called Yuja um, and so my plan is to, you know, put the lessons and then, you know, have a Zoom meeting with faculty members. Okay, does anybody have any um, experience with any of those platforms? I know with Zoom, Jonathan Mosen does um, cover captioning in his book a little bit. Okay, we have a lot of people with raised hands. Kate, I, I know you're one of them, but I'm going to Wait, there's some people who haven't said anything yet. I just, you know, I don't know what, if they have questions or, uh, so. Melissa, you should be able to unmute and talk. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, um, um, okay. So my real name is Sama, but I would just like to be called Melissa. And I don't live in the United States. I live in Dubai. Um, and um, I don't really go to school here because here in Dubai, they aren't really that best with accessibility or 
education when it comes to the blind in general. So um, I was just, um, I was just thinking like, if you guys have any resources for me, if I could kind of complete my high school online or anything like that, because I can do, I use a JAWS screen reader on a Windows 10 and I can do English and like other like theory work just fine. But then a lot of people here had a lot of trouble kind of explaining what science or math is. So especially science like chemistry or physics, like they've had a lot of trouble explaining to me how it works or what it's about. And even math, a lot of people have had trouble explaining the, all the concepts and all that. So I was wondering if any of you guys can or do know any resources that can help me out with those things. Have you enrolled in the Hadley School for the Blind? I believe they take international students and um, they might be able to help you to complete your high school courses online. Um, I looked at uh, I looked at their website about a few a few months ago, but I think they don't take international students anymore. I have well, to go back. They've also sort of changed their high school programming too. Mm. Yeah. So um, yeah, like because English and like humanities and all that, like those are fine. I can do that because that's mainly text work like I can I'm able to understand and work with that but this math and science it's like a lot of people are having trouble explaining those concepts to me do you do you have a, a teacher of the visually impaired or like somebody who no oh, no wow. that's mm -hmm. very lacking here what country are you from uh the United Arab Emirates I live in Dubai Wow. Okay. We're going international here, folks. <laughs> Man, I, yeah. I wish I had answers for you. We, we have several people with raised hands. So, you know, maybe somebody in that group has an answer. So how about yeah. if we just see if somebody has an sure. answer? And... Thank you, though. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Wish you all the best. Kate, I'm not ignoring you. I really am not. But I'm going to let Kathy... Whitaker, Schmidt, Whitaker, anyway, whoops. Kathy, I think you should be able to unmute. Hello, uh, this is Kathy Schmidt Whitaker from Diamond Bar, California. And I would like to just share um, two items, one being with Zoom and one with Teams. From the Zoom standpoint, uh, I use both the personal, professional Zoom where I have the Zoom account. And then I also use the enterprise account for the university I work for. I noticed that there are some, uh, you know, there's some slight discrepancies between the two in terms of for use. So just be aware of that, students. And you go from um, one version to another, you, you know, that it may not be your JAWS or your screen reader, it may be the Zoom and how it's been set up through the enterprise or your school versus you're using it uh, in, an, in a personal setting, for example. The second thing is that I've learned is that the web setting for Zoom is much easier to navigate and has much more options for controls than 
than using the setting in the Zoom app itself. So if you go to the web and you do the zoom.us and then you log in in the web using your username and password for Zoom, there will be a lot more features that you'll be able to utilize in settings um, and be able to set up so you can automatically have it start with your audio on, you know, with the computer audio on, for example. And those different little things can really help in success of using Zoom as well. The other item with Ka Teams. Kathy, this is Donna Brown. Do, do yeah. you use Zoom at all with like magnification? No, actually, unfortunately, my eyesight has decreased enough where I need to use it with the, um, the, the JAWS now. I use it all okay. with screen reader. Um, the, uh, I do know a couple people who use it with the magnification and they've used the Zoom with the Zoom. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, and that, you know, there's, there's, you know, kind of pros and cons. Okay. Um, in terms of teams, the other tip with teams is that I was becoming very frustrated because I wasn't able to get JAWS to work with teams. And finally, I called the Freedom Scientific Help Desk and they shared that there is a glitch between the new version of, um, of JAWS and teams. And so if you hold down the Windows key, if you're having difficulty accessing the information with the JAWS and the teams, hold down the Windows key, do up arrow, down arrow, up arrow, down arrow, up arrow, and it should be able to work. Hmm. And it did work for me. You <laughs> they hold down me. what? You hold down? Hold down the Windows key. So on, a la on my laptop, it is the second key in from the left of the space bar, and it's called the Windows key. Windows key, and then you go up arrow, down, up, down. Yep. And so you hold down the Windows key the whole entire time, doing arrow, down, arrow, up, arrow, down, arrow, up, arrow. And that way, it, sh it, it should be able to work. Um, they do know it's a glitch, and they are working on it. Um, but I, it, was you know, it was like so frustrating um, because before that, people said, oh, it works. And, I, and it wasn't working. And that, after doing that, it worked. Thank you. OK. Kate, you can unmute. Okay. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now, okay. yep. Okay, great. Um, I just wanted to say a quick tip to the person who was from Virginia, is trying to um, be acclimated to software and all that before going to school. Um, I would agree with what with everything that I think it was Miranda said about getting anything that you can, any training beforehand. Um, and if you, don't, if you don't have it, I would also recommend getting a portable keyboard to go with your phone because it can make a huge difference in terms of how efficiently you can type and how quickly, um, if, unless you use the on-screen Braille keyboard. But really, um, I found having a keyboard really helpful. I got one. It's a foldable, pluggable Bluetooth keyboard that the AT guys sells. So. Okay. Yeah. Jessica, you should be able to unmute. 
Jessica Let's try again, Jessica. Okay. Hello, everybody. This is Jessica. Hello. Um, hi. So I am an act a professor at Long Beach City College, and um, I wanted to address the issue with closed captioning for, I forgot her name, but she mentioned she was trying to create resources for her teachers. So what I use in order to caption my videos with closed captioning, it's called, it used to be called TechSmith Relay. Um, I believe it's now called TechSmith Nomia, I believe. Um, it? I'm sorry? Oh, of course I can spell it. Um, it's uh, TechSmith, so T-E-C-H, and then Smith, as of like kind of like John Smith. Um, and then Nomia is uh, K as in kangaroo, N as in nugget, O as in octopus, uh, W as in walrus, M as in monkey, I as in ice cream, A as in apple. Okay. So uh, Nomia, I know it's, it's odd <laughs> that they changed the, the name. Uh, so uh, two things about that one. Um, for the closed captioning, um, I find it simple because you it's, it's kind of like when you upload a, a video to YouTube and you put on the automatic closed captioning, it will, auto, it will do a way better job than YouTube. And all you have to do is just edit the grammar. Uh, sometimes the grammar doesn't come out okay. So I just kind of go back and, and check if, if it's spelled correctly. And then um, it has the option for you to get the transcript. So in case, um, someone is using a screen reader and wants to check on that, you can kind of paste that in a separate, like in the description for your students. And then now they have a new option where you can actually upload the audio description for the video. So I thought that was super cool when, uh, you know, when you're looking at accessibility and creating a universal uh, design. So hopefully professors are now thinking about putting audio description on those videos as well. Jessica, this is Tabitha. If I can ask, um, mm -hmm. when you're using the TechSmith Nomia, will it yeah. work with different recording apps like Panopto or the one that Reem was mentioning? Is it Yuja or something? I'm not, do you know? So, so yeah, uh, so the way that um, TechSmith Nomia works, you just save the video to your computer. So you can record on anything, honestly. If you have a computer and you have your favorite recording system, Sometimes I use QuickTime Player or sometimes I use Zoom and I just download the file. Uh, and then you just upload it to um, TechSmith Nomia. And then that's when it just, it's like, it's like I said, it's kind of like YouTube where you just upload the video, but then it, it's a, it does a way better job with the captioning. Okay. And then you go edit and then you can, I mean, some people can do editing on the video itself. Like you can cut the video, but it, I think that's too much. <laughs> so <you> just... <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to survive with just you know recording the video um so so yeah so um sometimes because i have a mac i sometimes record my my videos in higher quality on the imovie feature so i use imovie i i save it as high res as i can um, even though it's a big file so make sure that you have enough gigabytes or you have an external hard drive on your computer so you can have like a, a good quality video um, with sound too, and then you can just upload it to Nomia. Great, thanks. Yeah, of course, and it's saved there too. You can even give quizzes to your students on it so, so, so they know that they're paying attention. 
It's very interesting. Thank you. Of course, you're welcome. And if Sorry, Jessica, didn't mean to cut you off. Thought you were done. We still have we still have a couple of people with raised hands. Um, I'm, there's two people that haven't had a chance to say anything, so I'm going to do them first. So one of our newest members, Deborah Baxley, you should be able to unmute. Deborah, are you unmuted? I think so. Yep, you, hear you me? may talk. Okay. Um, I'm Deborah Baxley from Louisiana. And I just wanted to tell the um, student that uh, wants to attend high school that Hadley, I just checked about a day ago, Hadley School for the Blind still has no high school program. Oh, they used to. That's disappointing. I know they used to, but they... They changed that, I guess, when they changed to Hadley Institute. I think it's only been about a year ago that they pretty much did away with it. Right, right. So that's all I wanted to say. So okay. I don't know how to use Zoom very well. I don't know how to get out of this. I, so I, I'm going to disable your talking, so you should right. be okay. 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 Um, Gudrun. Uh, whoops, I lost you. Okay, Gutrin, you should be able to unmute and talk. Can you hear me now? Yes. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> well, I was also thinking about uh, Melissa in Dubai here, and uh, it seems to me um, that do we don't we have a lot of resources on the American Association on the AAVT resource page? Are there any science books there? Uh, math and science. That's what my, my question was. And uh, also, do we have any ACB members that are either teaching or, <clears throat> or um, uh, you know, the, 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 or studying that, that could help uh, explaining some of these things to, you know, that she can get some <clears throat> advice and tutoring maybe from, you know. Well, I would suggest checking out our website and also Bookshare. I wonder if this student has checked out Bookshare because there are all kinds of... Um, there is a lot of material on Bookshare and, and Bookshare is uh, something, If I think it's free if you're a student. Then you have to have a doctor's um, cert certifying that you have a visual impairment and uh, that's bookshare.org, B-O-O-K. S-H-A-R-E dot org, if you don't have, if you haven't heard about that, Melissa. Um, yeah, so it seems, it seems that it should, there should be some way of helping <laughs> with, you know, somebody should have, have some material or time to uh, help uh, um, locate some more resources. Because they may, I, I take it that your, um, comfortable studying those the science um, subjects in English. And yeah, but Bookshare is going to be having office hours. I believe you can check the convention program, but I believe it's at six o'clock on Thursday night from six to, I could be wrong about that. So please check <clears throat> that out and that'd be a good question for them. But it is bookshare.org. And I'm not sure about 
students that aren't American citizens, um, you know, if it's free for them to get the NIMAC books or not, but that's something you could ask them. Okay, um, let's see. I have no idea how to pronounce this name, and I'm really sorry. At Judah something, I'm sorry. Forgive me. But you should be able to talk. Hello? Hello. You're, we can hear you. Yeah. Go ahead. Maybe the person's not unmuted. Uh, it says. Uh, let me check. Let me. All right, you should be able to talk. Are you trying to talk? Oh, the problems with Zoom sometimes. Yeah. If yeah, I can. I think you can hear me now. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah? Okay. Hi, my name is Birgitta Blockland, and I'm from the European Blind Union, which is a member of the World Blind Union. And the reason my I raised my hand was uh, also to uh, make a suggestion for Melissa, as the World Blind Union collaborates very closely with ICBI, which is the International Council for education of the visually impaired, which is a worldwide organization where many, many um, distant learning teachers for the blind are, um, are a member also. So perhaps Melissa could, could get in touch with the, with the um, international offices of the WBU and ICBI, and perhaps they can then help her get in touch with people from her region or from other regions where she could maybe get some help on distance learning in the um, in the topics she wants to be taught and uh, do you happen to have a um a website that one might go to um icvi is icvi.org so it's icv is in victor i no it's i it's international c council for education e visually impaired vi icvi.org and the WBU, the World Blind Union, is, oh, I would have to check. I'm not sure if it's uh, org at the end or NGO. Uh, I could check and let you know if I have an email to send it to. Okay. Why don't you send it to me, Langual. In fact, I want all of you to, anybody that has any resources they want to share with me. Exactly, or that it's easier. Share you, your, your own um expertise with me if you could send that um, my email address my name is Carla C-A-R-L-A Hayes and I'm going to give you my email address it's Langual L-E-N-G-U-A-L at Verizon B-E-R-I-Z-O-N dot net that's Langual L-E-N-G-U-A-L at verizon.net so if you have any resources or if you want to be a resource because i am going to be writing i write this teacher's aid column and a bulletin board column for our newsletter and i'm going to be covering distance learning for the foreseeable future here and i would have so if you could send me your names telephone numbers 
um, how I can get in touch with you or any resources you want to um, share with me. And, and be careful not that your um, computer doesn't make it um, default to lingual with an I, because sometimes it'll do spell correct on and it won't go anywhere. It's lingual, L-E-N-G-U-A-L at Verizon.net. Thank you very much. We, we still have a um, couple of hands raised. And um, Campbell, you may unmute. Campbell? Okay, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm Campbell Rutherford. I am a rising high school senior from Dandridge, Tennessee. And um, I had um, a couple of resources for Melissa. Um, the first one, if you are looking at getting, if you're looking at um, understanding STEM subjects, uh, math and science, stuff like that more thoroughly, um, as far as the math side of it goes, there's a guy from India who is blind who has a YouTube channel and he's started uploading um, videos explaining some math concepts in a way that's easy for visually impaired individuals to understand. Um, his name is uh, Bhavya Jha, that's B as in Bravo, H as in Hotel, A as in Apple, V as in Victor, Y as in Yankee, and A as in Apple. And then his last name, S as in Sierra, H as in hotel, and I think it's just A at the end as an alpha. There may be an H, I can't remember. But he's started with the basics, but I think he's going to get more complex as it goes on. He's kind of in basic algebra right now. And um, also, I don't know if Tech Vision is international, but I am receiving training from Tech Vision that um, Betsy Doan mentioned. She's actually one of my teachers. And um, if you need help as far as presenting your work in an online class or um, presenting math and things like that, then they could probably help you if you could get um, connected with them. And do you have a website for Bobby and Shaw? Um, it's just his YouTube channel. It's um, it's just his name. Oh, okay. His YouTube channel is. That's great information. Wow. Okay, we have two more hands raised. Um, and we're getting close to the end, though. So, um, so shall we let these two people go, yeah. and I'll yeah. give the ending code. Sure. Okay, Betsy, you should be able to unmute. Okay, here I am. Okay, let me make it fast. Uh, I, I'll check out that uh, auto captioning. And uh, thank you, Campbell. Good, good uh, uh, note. I made a note of that name. That's interesting. Um, and oh gosh, I had. I, it's so long ago now. I can't. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I. I can't. I wish I had made the note. <laughs> it's, um, I've, I've lost my train of thought because it's been so long since the question. Let oh, me unmute in... Kathy uh, Whitaker and then maybe you'll oh, remember. Yeah, yeah, thanks. 
Kathy, you should be able to unmute. Hi. Wanted to respond in regards to the auto captioning as well. Uh, great uh, suggestion or uh, source there in terms of the text myth, Jessica. Thank you. Reem, uh, I, for anyone else who's interested in the auto captioning piece of it, what you may want to also do at your institution is talk with um, your technology folks or whoever is responsible for like your media vision area or technology and ask them like with the UAsia, is it something that the services per, where you, the server that you up to, does that actually have an auto captioning feature built into it that can be turned on? So for example, uh, similar to that, at the university I work to work at, there's Kaltura, and it's a, a server that you upload your video to, and they actually have a feature which automatically auto-captions the, the video when it's uploaded. And you have to turn that feature on for it to be active. But when they turn it on from the server perspective, every video that's uploaded is automatically captioned, and then you go in uh, to that Kaltura server, and you can then edit the captions for accuracy purposes. So that would be my suggestion. Check and see in regards to um, your institution and what your institution is using. Otherwise, there's also otter.ai. It does cost, but maybe your institution would be willing to purchase that to, um, to also utilize because it is a requirement that public institutions or universities, even if they are private and they receive federal funding, do need to provide accessible uh, videos, uh, captioning as well as audio description as, as needed. Uh, and so they may be in, uh, willing to, to purchase that. Thank you very much. And we're getting close to the time. Uh, Jessica, um, especially, or anybody could email me with any resources. I'd appreciate it. So are we ready for the, I just want to thank everybody. Are we ready for the CEU? Code? I need to give the ending code. Yes. So let me give the ending code because some people might need to get to another session. Yes, and I know I do myself. It is 753 F as in Foxtrot 1. I'll repeat it, 753 F as in Foxtrot 1. I just want everybody to know that we had up to 68 people, most of the time 63. This was fabulous. It really was. It was. And I want to thank you all. And if anyone wants to join Blind Teachers, you can go to uh, blindteachers.net or you can contact me, Donna Brown, and my name's plastered everywhere. <laughs> uh, so... Thank you, man. Thank you all for coming. Remember, Jessica, and anybody that didn't give the resources, contact me, please, at lengual, L-E-N-G-U-A-L, at verizon.net, and you can call me at 724-941-8184, preferably after the convention. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to close this out because yes. somebody else will be coming in here. Yep. Well, thank, thank you all. Have a nice day.